In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Good morning and welcome to the show. This is Shit Show. My name is Rig. My co-host's name is Gus. We're not getting to that. Just cut the shit, all right? This is Shit Show, the show where we cover all of history's greatest dumpster fires. And Gus, now, now, how are you? Well, you promised a different intro and I speak for the people when I say, fuck you. You know what? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I tell a lot of heartbroken ladies. I didn't promise shit. <laughs> I, no, I won't pay you. <laughs> so, so, do I have an axe to grind this ep? Do you? I, I was three weeks into Crackfest, which, as you know, <laughs> is, is a dead set wallet, uh, wallet molestation on, yep. on my end for September. Which is why we're drinking water instead of beer tonight there as is, we record the podcast. There is no Moet left <laughs> and there's certainly no Bollinger because it's all in my belly. Water now is free <laughs> and so is this air. Let's deal with this. So... When you post a video from a week earlier and say that I am not at work, then my client sees that. (laughs) (laughs) That's not great. (laughs) You card-carrying fuckhead. I'm dead serious. Did that actually happen? Yes, correct. I got an email from the person who I was working for asking whether I was actually in Vaucluse and had been lying to them. Oh, my God. Yeah, great. Now, you've got blood on your hands, fuckhead. Have a yeah. Look at you there. No uh, remorse whatsoever. I'll t- full of beer and hate. I'll tell you what I've All told I've a lot of... To I'll, t- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I've told a lot of heartbroken ladies. I regret nothing. <laughs> and I still won't pay you. <laughs> I still won't pay you. So, it is shit show for yet another week. The first cap off the rank, as always, is the Trainwreck Trophy. Gus, you've gone away and you've found the best train wrecks from this last week. But we cannot get down to business oh. until we have played the sting. It's a slippery slope. Oh, isn't it? <laughs> one, we got there. One foot in the cavern. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost fell in. <laughs> anyway, first cab off the rank. Headline reads, Northeast man in court for farting while bent over during strip search. <laughs> now, <laughs> let's unpack the very first part. <laughs> Why was he getting strip searched? <laughs> of course, my friend, Stuart Cook, was getting strip searched because he, he was, was found... getting Stuart cooked. <laughs> He was so Stuart cooked. <laughs> he was fuck off high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'd been in a car accident, <laughs> and when the cops rocked up, the 28-year-old was standing next to the vehicle that <laughs> he had been driving, chatting nonchalantly with the driver <laughs> of the other vehicle, <laughs> doing the old hiding in plain sight. Yeah. So <laughs> this is how it goes. Officers approached him and smelt cannabis. Cook became irate when he was handcuffed and began shouting at officers. A search was carried out of (laughs) Cook in the vehicle and a small amount of cannabis was discovered. Let me just say this. If you get... If you are truly high on weed, you aren't angry. No. So that's something else. I'm calling it meth. (laughs) Good old meth Cook. (laughs) That's what he's known in his hometown. (laughs) 
<laughs> live to fight and live to meth another day. <laughs> He's actually just a man-sized squirrel <laughs> going hard in the paint. Uh, so once they found the cannabis, he continued to act in the same way as he was driven to Kitty Brewster Police Station. <laughs> what? Kitty Brewster. That's the name of the town. It's not like a police station that was named after... <laughs> after Punky after Brewster's mum. <laughs> so... He screamed expletives and puffed out his chest towards officers. Now he's starting to sound a little high. (laughs) (laughs) He's been watching too much Planet of the Apes. He's been watching that uh, 70s clip of a succulent Chinese meal. (laughs) (laughs) I know what cops hate. He's just been been getting high watching David Attenborough specials. So at the station he was strip searched and told to bend over. And here is where it begins. At a previous hearing... Deputy Lucy Simpson described what happened next. She said he deliberately farted in the direction of the officer three times, stating, how do you like that after each fart? (laughs) (laughs) So you then skip down to the end. Uh, He was was then charged with a crime that I don't think you or I up to this point knew was a crime intentionally flatulating in the direction of a police officer. No way. Correct. That's it is an actual crime. It's an American crime. The land of no law oh. has one law that <laughs> no one knew about. <laughs> Fart at a cop, you're going down. <laughs> oh, my God. So <laughs> his lawyer, who was appointed by the state, because obviously meth cook, yes. <laughs> said her client had been involved in a minor traffic accident. She said... He had been smoking a cannabis joint post-accident and felt police overreacted in the way they dealt with him. He became increasingly upset with them and acted in the manner he felt befitting. (laughs) He's then (laughs) given 75 hours of community service, but nothing for the cannabis. So (laughs) no charge for the drugs, 75 hours for for the farting farting at cops (laughs) and after each fart yelling, how do you like that? that? So good. <laughs> That's amazing. It's And also, it just raises the question that if that's a crime, at what point is doing anything in the vicinity of a police officer okay? Because, yeah, uh, yeah I, I know that it is an act of aggression to fart at someone. But it's also, it's also not one like of the funnier things you could do on the planet. It's also not like a war crime. You know what I mean? And, and, and here's the thing. <laughs> I, I love the fact where it's like, this is one of those perfect instances where you could be like, oh, what? I farted on you. What is that, a crime? And then they've gone, yes, yes. it is. <laughs> like, you're just like, what? Certainly like, is. you would never think that that's the thing. No. Uh, the next one comes from good friend of the show, Chris Moen. Yes. And if there's one thing that I know about Moe, it's that he is an absolute fiend for all things Florida. <laughs> so, <laughs> the headline. Flo- also... Famously hates carbs. Oh, <laughs> that dude is shredded like a salad. Yeah, absolutely. Do not stand next to him in photos. No, <laughs> so brown, he, so ripped. He is he is one percent fat, and that one percent fat I think is in his penis. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Florida woman bites camel to save herself. What? <laughs> is that, did I just cut you off? Is there more to that headline? Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Florida woman bites camel to save herself after freak encounter in Iberville. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> here we go. Iberville? The- <laughs> I- Iberville? <laughs> Iberville? Right, okay. Yeah. I- anyway, the name of the town gets even worse. 
Gross tet. <laughs> Otherwise known in French as fathead. Oh my god. <laughs> I almost choked on that beer. <laughs> Gross tet. Gross tet? Yes. T E T E. Gross tet. <laughs> like Lafayette. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Gross tet. Anyway. So a woman had a freaking dangerous encounter. <laughs> it sounds like something you'd find at a low low grade strip club. Ooh. Gross tet. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, this show, if you've just started listening, is just us finding new and strange body parts and bringing them to you. <laughs> and, and if you don't like it, you can <laughs> shove it right up your shyness. <laughs> An appealing one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so a woman had a freaking dangerous encounter with a camel in a field near a busy tr- truck stop, which is also the blurb of my favourite porno. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the start to my favourite limerick. <laughs> It once was a camel in a field near a truck stop. Uh, the camel, named Casper, because why wouldn't it have a name, <laughs> is penned in a field at the Tiger truck stop in Gross Tet. Authorities said a woman was chasing after her loose dog when she was attacked by the camel, which was spooked by the human and dog in its enclosure. I just want to go back to this for a second. So normally you would say there is a dog off the leash, a dog on the loose, but when you describe a dog as a loose dog, it implies that it's just been out on the cans all week. <laughs> Which dogs do do here in Australia for our international listeners. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. If you don't see a dog eating a shark while snakes fuck in Australia, it hasn't been a day. (laughs) You wonder why there are so many dogs at the pub when you go. (laughs) They started early. They deserve a (laughs) skooey. Authorities said a husband and wife later identified Edmund Clayton Lancaster and his wife Gloria Fraley Lancaster because on this show we've started naming names. (laughs) Full names, middle names. (laughs) (laughs) They were tossing treats for their dog along the fence of the field. Dog runs uh, behind the fence, gets into the enclosure. Woman goes into the enclosure trying to retrieve the dog and the camel gets startled. Now, here's what the camel does. The camel gets violent, starts fighting back. (laughs) Then it does the ultimate fuck you move and just sits on the woman. (laughs) Who are you going to say spits on the women? Famous camel trait. <laughs> Llamas and alpacas. No, ca- camels are all about the sit. Big old-fashioned sit. Uh, so camel sits on the woman's head. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. Woman was pinned by the camel, nearly crushing her. In an attempt to save herself, the woman bites the testicles of the camel oh. so it would jump off her. <laughs> Takes a big old chomp out of Casper's nuts. Fuck. <laughs> the camel does what any male does and runs a fucking mile. <laughs> says, this Tinder date has gone south very quickly and no, I will not pay you. <laughs> so she was hospitalised uh, for injuries relating to the encounter with the camel. And, and then charged for she was charged for biting a camel in the nuts, <laughs> which carries, as we're discovering no. this episode, no. American law, a $4,000 fine. <laughs> Big old nut tax. <laughs> That's amazing. So, the next time you, my good listeners, oh. are in America thinking of biting a camel on the nuts, you'd better have four large spare. Well, it's like I tell a lot of heartbroken ladies, don't use your teeth. <laughs> All right. And I won't pay you. <laughs> I'm not paying you. That four grand needs to go to Casper. <laughs> All right. The third one. 
the headline really does <laughs> tell an entire story, as most of these do. Disneyland Paris visitor on bad LSD trip falls into Adventureland Lake, turns up naked after 130 person search. Amazing. Fantastic. I am the Lizard Queen. <laughs> so, oh my God. So, you know what they say about the Swiss? They love chocolate and hate war. Absolutely. Turns out they've added a third pillar and it is getting high AF and then going fucking AWOL at Disneyland. <laughs> Love that. Because this Swiss bloke, <laughs> he went missing under the influence of LSD, fell into a lake at Disneyland and dead said 130 people couldn't find him. <laughs> <laughs> so he was reported missing Friday night by his 30-year-old girlfriend who told police her boyfriend fell into an Adventureland lake and didn't resurface after she gave him the hallucinogenic drug. Here's my question. Why are you taking testimony from another person on LSD? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so plot, my boyfriend plot. became a rainbow and then he <laughs> fell into the lake and I haven't seen him. Plot twist. There was no boyfriend. <laughs> that was the hallucination. <laughs> So she, she alerted theme park officials that the man was missing. A search party was quickly formed with, count them off, like some kind of bizarre McDonald's farm rhyme. 30 firefighters, 10 divers, oh, 10 wow. policemen, 80 Disneyland Paris employees, and a police helicopter with a thermal imaging camera. Oh, my God. This guy became a rock. <laughs> <laughs> he hallucinated his way out of the fucking universe. <laughs> So after he fell into the man-made Pirates Beach, <laughs> a children's play area surrounded by water with a recreation of Captain Hook's ship and Skull Rock from Disney's animated film Peter Pan. That's in this article, which makes me feel like Disneyland Paris took this out as an advertorial, <laughs> pushed this poor <laughs> bastard straight into the lake. And the we're like, <laughs> it got lost at the brand new attraction <laughs> for young and old, the Peter Pan Pirate Cove. <laughs> Hook's trip. <laughs> you never tripped like this before. Become a rock. <laughs> so, initial reports indicate the man was found on the bank of the lake at 12.30 a.m. Saturday morning after falling into the water. However, that was proven to be incorrect as the police and the local newspaper both released the same story the next day. It reports that the Swiss man was found naked about a mile from the theme park. <laughs> he was eyewitness report. He was walking in the middle of the road. He did not have a centimetre of cloth on him and he walked barefoot. The shock driver who found the Swiss man told Parisienne, translated from French, I stopped, got out of the car and went to meet him. <laughs> Firstly, this sounds like an excerpt out of the Bible. <laughs> it's either the Bible or deliverance. <laughs> Huh? How how much banjo music was playing in the background? Oh my god! Yeah, that's okay. Top thing that I don't do if I see a random naked dude on the side of the road: stop the car and get out. <laughs> I would never do that. No way. Also, he's walking down the middle of the road, so the first thing that you do is go. Cool. Well, I don't want to hit him, but I also think that this is a Darwin Award waiting to happen. So yeah. this guy's on borrowed time. Yeah, absolutely. So then when he's nude, the guy gets stops. He gets out of his car. Uh, he gives takes this guy to his house. <laughs> the nude guy. To See, his that's house. the number two that's on the my number list. Two thing, totally. You never. 
you never take naked guy to your house and you never are naked guy that goes to the house. No. So they're both yeah. they're both no goes. Yeah. Gives him some clothes, then drives him back to Disneyland <laughs> Paris. <laughs> <laughs> How good this this guy took an LSD trip to try and ditch his girlfriend, oh and this God. guy has clothed him yeah. and taken him back, and he's just walked through the front gate singing "Circle of Life." <laughs> <laughs> We've come back to where we started. <laughs> Drops a tab. <laughs> his girlfriend is still staring straight into a billboard. <laughs> I can't see him in the lake. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, case closed. You're both arrested. So they both get arrested. Yeah. Uh, And they get arrested for narcotics use. And because it's Paris, they're released two hours later and not charged. Yeah. Good for Europe. It's Europe. Europe. I I mean, to, to be fair, I guess the biggest thing that they wanted to check was that there was no foul play. And as soon as you see that the guy got nude, ended up a mile away, a stranger took him to his house, clothed him and brought him back. You're like, well, there's a lot of clues here and a lot of questions. I wonder if it got... Too many for us. It's adultery time. <laughs> I wonder if it got to the thing where it's like, I had the weirdest trip. I got naked and then was found on the side of the road and clothed by this man. It was like, no, that, that happened. No, that's, that, that's truth. That's legitimately what happened. And yeah. I, bet, I bet any Euros... You could fart all over the cops there. (laughs) And I would. All all they want is for you to make sure that it's impeccable French grammar when you're saying, how do you like that? (laughs) How do you like that? The fart is feminine. (laughs) (laughs) Laugh out. (laughs) Conjugate the verb, you fucking invalid. (laughs) You you invalid. You're not wearing any clothes and you came back. Uh, but but also, you raise a good point. If that's what he actually did on his trip, his trip was probably him doing something hypernormal because his brain overloaded and he spent his entire trip doing an exam. It's the equivalent of having a dream about working, like going to your job. <laughs> so that is the three. I'll just recap them for you. We have a man who got arrested for cannabis... Went to the police station for a cavity search, farted on the cops three times while saying, how do you like that? Oh, so there was a number. It was three. Three. Of course. Thrice. Of course. (laughs) What else could have gone into the extensive police report? (laughs) Farted thrice in my direction. Absolutely. Uh, It happened to be Edgar Allan Poe who was on duty that night. Um, A woman bit a camel on the nuts and got a $4,000 fine because she was from Florida. And the final one... Swiss guy at Disneyland Paris, trips on LSD, ends up a mile away, stranger takes him home, reclothes him, brings him back. This is a case of leading from the front. And by the front, I mean the the, for, the, the, for, the No, the formation that has been created is the Mighty Ducks Flying V. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot go past Florida women biting the camel's nuts. <laughs> Amazing. Play the sting. You which means we roll on to the people segment One Star Reservoir. So, Gus, you've gone away and you have found the best one-star reviews on the internet of anything, any product, any service that can be reviewed. But we cannot get to that before... You love how I'm doing this. Before the sting. Play the tune. You! I want to take you to a one-star. I want to take you to a one-star. I want to take you to a one-star. One star 
This is like watching those guys wearing GoPros parkouring across the top of buildings. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting real close, but I feel like we're probably mostly in control <laughs> until you slip and die. So yeah, it's one of those things that you're freaking out while you're watching it, but then you go, oh, they're professionals. <laughs> yeah, you, the YouTube clips where it doesn't work get taken down real quick. <laughs> oh, super quick. All right, One Star Reservoir. I've been getting a number of messages this week from listeners who have asked for us to return to an old favourite uh, to stop t- to see if it's still a thing, <laughs> to see if with all of the advancements in technology <laughs> and science, <laughs> whether sugar-free Haribo yes. gummy bears are yes. still creating a dead set anal cano. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So first cab off the rank is this review. I didn't feel the need to plan my weekend around five small gummy bears, but if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. It began with a noticeable change in the viscosity of my saliva. Within minutes of consumption, my mouth had filled with a thick, foamy slime. Oh, my God. Though I was... I think this guy's having a stroke. (laughs) Oh, my God. Though I was in a cool climate-controlled room, a salty sweat broke out, and I felt my heartbeat quicken as my body threw itself into fight or flight. (laughs) The animal noises broadcasting from my pelvis were an ominous warning of the violent acts that would have followed. I shuddered my way into the bathroom, clawing at my belt, moaning with pain. (laughs) The smell came first. It started sweet, almost tangy. That was quickly overpowered by a cloying chemical perfume. (laughs) The first volley of feces hit the water like soda cans and nickels. The resulting splash (laughs) drenching my bottom in foul brackish water. But this was quickly becoming the least of my worries. After another moment, the noises in my core hit a fever pitch and I was struck rigid with pain. The sweat was now running into my eyes. (laughs) But the rumour turned ice cold and my hands began to spasm. Once again, this is a stroke. (laughs) 100% 100% is a stroke. If you're just like, the left side of my face ceased to work. <laughs> like, I felt an insidious burning flooding my escape hatch. I gasped. Hot yellow poison began spraying from my rear, <laughs> changing in pitch and echo as the stream of diarrhea whipped around the toilet bowl, creating a nightmarish Doppler effect that can only be appreciated in hindsight. Oh my, my legs fell asleep sitting on the toilet. <laughs> I couldn't have stood up if I wanted to. Wiping was a no-go. Toilet paper simply became a vile papier-mâché. <laughs> my hands were quickly soiled. A full-blown shower was needed and all of my towels had to be burned. <laughs> so happy with my purchase, would recommend to friends and family and definitely buy again. Just kidding. Zero stars. <laughs> okay. I right. think that is going to be... The only time where I hear a reference to the Doppler effect oh, yeah. and th- the <laughs> use of the term brackish <laughs> in any one-star reservoir we ever do until the end of time. Correct. That is a verbose man <laughs> wow. taking a life-ending shit. <laughs> I think he just wanted to practice. <laughs> he was probably <laughs> just trying to get himself out of writer's block. <laughs> All right. You get a choice. It's a coin flip. These, uh, these last two are both great. You yep. want one or two? What, do I want two in total? Option, uh, option B or option C? Uh, C. Okay. Here we go. So I bought a five-pound bag, seeing if these little bastards held up to the Haribo oh, sugar-free bears, and boy, they did not disappoint. Having five is the happy medium. You get to snack on some yummy treats without the worry of soiling yourself. 
anything over five, you're on your own and may God be with you. <laughs> Full disclosure, I'm writing this review on my toilet where I've been off and on for the past three hours. Today at work, I decided that I would be a brave boy and push the limits of my body. So I ate roughly 25 to 30 of these cyanide fucks two hours later. What I can only describe as someone with a voodoo doll twisting me in half hits me. (laughs) Okay, boys, I'm heading home, I shout to my co-workers. I make it to my truck as the cramping intensifies. Manageable, I say to myself. I can surely make the 15-minute trip home. Approximately 30 seconds later, I'm sitting inside a plastic shopping bag, completely convinced that I will not make it home. Next. Can you imagine just in 30 seconds realizing that you needed to use a shopping bag as a pair of as a fucking diaper. pants? Next paragraph. I made it all in capitals. I gingerly walk into my home and up the stairs. All the while, the sounds of a horribly executed exorcism are playing out in my twisted up gut. The second that I touch porcelain, what can only be compared to dropping a Mentos into a two-litre Diet Coke followed. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, this was just the beginning. Over the past three hours, the eruptions have been coming at quite the pace. (laughs) My toilet slash ass must be feeling what the Allied forces felt like against the German Blitzkrieg. <laughs> the horrendous sound of demons screaming in your gut is like an alarm clock without the snooze button. Do not lollygag when you hear them chant. You just fucking run. <laughs> and this should go without saying. Under no circumstances, trust a fart. <laughs> I cannot stress that last part enough. I hope that you heed my warnings and prepare properly. Treat this as if it were a blizzard and stock up on just TP. Forget the milk unless you are lactose intolerant and want the ultimate flush. Oh, wow. It's really taken on a life of its own, hasn't it? Where people... It's becoming Nolsey-esque. But it's like people are doing it like it's an actual challenge, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like people don't believe... Yeah. That this could possibly be that bad. Yeah. And, and like it couldn't possibly be a product for sale. Yeah. There's there's enough out there that <laughs> as you sniff your fingers. <laughs> Sorry. That is odd. <laughs> After a story about violently <laughs> shitting yourself. <laughs> mm. Remind me to get rid of that later. <laughs> but but yeah, uh, we we're gonna have to litmus test this. And oh my god! And I'm not going to. Oh, so you, well, you're the one that put it, put us in this position. <laughs> no, Haribo did. Where does the messengers? <laughs> anyway, it's the end of one star reservoir, which means that we move on to the media portion, the the denser portion of the cast, which is brought to us this week by Rig, who's mm. taking us back somewhere in history. Could be yesterday. Probably isn't. Probably a long time ago, as is custom. Imagine doing a shit show story time from yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> Fuck. The, <laughs> and your research, <laughs> it'd be two lines. <laughs> be a headline and an author. <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to tell you the story today of a young man by the name of William Walker. Do you know William Walker? No. Slick Willie. <laughs> Do you know him? Do you know Walker, Texas Ranger? No. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I'm not familiar with William. Let's wrap fresh. Good. So he's born in Nashville in 1824 to an English father and an American mother. Does that 19th century thing of graduating from the University of Nashville at 14. Just question. Yeah. Are his parents dead yet? 
No. Oh, unfortunate. This isn't one of your stories. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you. You are peaking like an LSD trip at Disneyland Paris. You want his parents to be dead. Are they dead? Are they dead now? Just are they all dead? Does he have any family? I hope they're dead. Just close me and send me back. <laughs> So, yeah, does that super 19th century thing, gets his degree at 14. Yeah. Goes on to study. That's stu- late. That's yeah. late for them. Goes on to study medicine and gets his degree, his his medical degree at 19 before going to study law. He's got <laughs> <laughs> bachelor's degree, medicine degree, law degree by the time he's 22. Is this guy the actual story of Catch Me If You Can, but he actually got all the degrees? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's bizarre. That is insanity. It's literally just treating degrees like Pokemon. So... <laughs> <laughs> he practices law for a bit and then quits to become co-owner and editor of the New Orleans Crescent newspaper. Seems like a step down. Where uh, It's after everything that he's done, I know. But couldn't that be said about all of us? <laughs> <laughs> Start promising, fail early, Exa- work at a paper. How many times have you had a chat with somebody where you're just like, so what did you do at uni? And they're just like, oh, I studied law. And you're like, cool, what do you do now? I am an EA at <laughs> <laughs> some like office and you're like great so when you're a doctor at 19 though i i feel like you you've still got time you can be you can be anything everyone was doogie hauser back then yeah it's like doogie Doogie hauser was the norm (laughs) it was was just like oh my god there are 25 year old doctors (laughs) all right so in 18 uh in 1849 he moves to san francisco where if you thought the shit that i just told you was 19th century let's just shift it into fucking fifth gear because he, quote, became a journalist and fought three duels. <laughs> he was wounded in two of them. <laughs> Fortunately, as Dr. Lawyer, he was able to both sue and repair his own body. <laughs> how, how do you get into so many duels and also have a percentage that low? <laughs> a winning percentage? When your educators aren't. <laughs> yeah. It, this guy sucks. Right, so... <laughs> So weirdly, when he was in San Fran, which was a blue state before it went super red during the Civil War, which yeah. was after this, he stared out the window at the Pacific Ocean and he sipped his morning coffee and thought what a lot of us think first thing in the morning. I'm going to conquer Latin America and make them slave states. <laughs> <laughs> that third jewel really did a number on him. <laughs> Got shot right in the psycho button. <laughs> You can take the boy out of Tennessee, <laughs> but you cannot and you will not take the Tennessee out of the boy. There was actually a name for what he wanted to do. It yes. was it was actually slavery. No, it was called America was all about it. No, in terms of like going and conquering a place that already existed and just creating your own country. We should know we've done it. <laughs> we are first first world problems with it. Yeah, so there was actually a name for this. It was filibustering or freebooting. Filibustering as we know it now is actually the name of a parliamentary move where people sort of talk a bit Just talk to, to death. Yeah. Uh, and freebooting. Just keep it on the floor. Yeah, and freebooting as we know it today is when someone vomits while physically exactly. moving. <laughs> and covering a large surface area with chanda. It's, it's a very, very unpopular Olympic sport <laughs> from the early 1900s. <laughs> I saw it for the first time at a house party when I was like 20. Damo spewing forth <laughs> as he walked through someone's parents' garden, looking like that old footage of Bigfoot <laughs> moving through the forest. While a hipster Newtown chick is like, holy shit, it's art. <laughs> Look at him freebooting like no one's ever freebooted before. She had one of those 2006 emo fringes pulled across her forehead. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, he was a huge fan of slavery, you know, got the autograph, subscribed to the newsletter, 
handed out pamphlets and, like, Viagra, he just wanted to make it big. So, (laughs) (laughs) Latin America is the target for all these new slave states for for him to set up. Sure. Where do you think the first stop was? Ooh. He's he's going south. The first landmass that he hits, I'd, uh, I'd say his first stop would be to go to Mexico. South of the border, <laughs> down Mexico way. <laughs> You're exactly right. In the summer of 1853, he asks the Mexican government for a grant to create a colony there. His pitch is, guys, hermanos, <laughs> the Indians are loco. We need a buffer colony to protect US soil. And Mexico goes, I don't know, that sounds more like a you problem. <laughs> And says, no bueno. (laughs) So Walker heads back to Cali and starts building a wall. (laughs) (laughs) Then sends them a bill. My God, (laughs) history repeats. (laughs) Walker heads back to Cali, takes a breath, absorbs this minor setback, and then, in the famous words of Nicolas Cage, says, Fuck Mexico! You don't believe that Nick Cage has said that in a movie? Oh, I, I thoroughly believe that Nicholas Cage has said that. No, you, you, you play this sting that I will send you right now. Fuck Mexico! <laughs> wow, he went into eleven. He's just fucking warp speed on that one. Eleven is the minimum number out of ten that Nick Cage can go. So on a on a on a small. Uh, <laughs> As your whole computer plays the follow-up video. Sorry. Um, As the the, the aside with Nick Cage, you know how a couple of years ago he just went into fucking overdrive and started doing about 15 movies a year? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he fell on hard times and so his agent sent a thing out saying, Nicholas will do any movie for $100,000. And all of these indie guys went, oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Nick Cage... Immediately dilutes all reputation that he possibly had. <laughs> still got Con Air, I, still yeah. got Gone in 60 Seconds, still got the big hits, The yeah. Rock, etc. Yeah. But holy shit, there is some horror shows out yeah, there. Yeah, but it's, it's... Even with that whole fuck Mexico, I don't know what movie that's from, even if that somehow, by some miracle, had context in a Nick Cage movie, it still wouldn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to the story. I'm just going to one last Nicolas Cage thing. <laughs> so, have you seen uh, or heard of about Left Behind? I think I've heard of it as a title of one of his movies, yeah. So, it's a Nicolas Cage movie where uh, just one day everyone, every one that believes in God oh, uh, yeah. leaves Earth yep, and, just yep. eva- and just evaporates. Yep. Anyway, so he's a pilot. This was on late at night. I turned it on halfway through. And you so were hooked. I didn't... It was It was just the plane part. And so <laughs> half of the people on his plane just, just immediately evaporate. Uh, I thought it was air crash investigators <laughs> <laughs> for fucking 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and that somehow they'd got Nicolas Cage <laughs> on, on come fucking on. budget. Uh, because I knew that he was doing, yeah. doing indie films yeah. for nothing. I'm like, now Air Crash Investigators <laughs> has him. Is there no low he won't sink to? And then all of a sudden I saw uh, like a piece of footage where someone of like miraculously leaves the middle of New York City while they're pushing a pram. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> 
Either they've decided They're getting really artsy on this show. <laughs> it's great. Anyway, as you were saying. Air crash investigations were actually not just about planes now. <laughs> <laughs> Becomes like an intense procedural drama. <laughs> all right, so back to the story. Walker begins to drum up support from people who are all about two things. Black slavery and manifest destiny. Oh, get around it. The latter of which, for those of our listeners that don't know, was a widely held belief that white people were... They had some divine right to conquer North America. So, that was a thing. (laughs) What do you mean, was a widely held belief? (laughs) (laughs) America wakes up being like, yes! (laughs) Another great day of Manifest Destiny. (laughs) I heard Manifest Destiny two months ago when I was there. (laughs) Said at the airport, welcome to the land of Manifest Destiny. Enjoy your stay. Right, so in October of 1853, he and 45 men set out to conquer the Mexican territories of Baja California and Sonora State. Sonora Enerson. So <laughs> they, <laughs> they succeed. Sonora Enerson. So they succeed in taking La Paz, which is the capital of Baja California. You might think that's impressive, but it's not really saying much. There were 30 people and a dog oh, that were there. I, I thought you meant the phrase Baja California, and I'm like, no. Go on. No, there were like 30 Impress people. me. There were like 30 people and a dog at this town. <laughs> so he renames the territory the Republic of Lower California, makes himself big prez. Of course he does. And his lawyer, vice prez. Oh, this, is, he, this is getting a real Turkmen bashy feel to it. Oh, and he also reinstates slavery. <laughs> oh, fuck. Sick. He moves his operations over the next few months to Cabo, St. Lucas, because things are easier when you're running them from an all-inclusive resort with (laughs) unlimited tequila. (laughs) That's where all great businesses have legitimately started. (laughs) I know. He never truly gains Sonora in state. (laughs) He never truly gains Sonora, but still pronounces Baja California as being part of the Republic of Sonora, which he sets up. Yeah, they're, they're pumped about it. Yeah. But they have fuck all say because they have fuck all people. Yeah, but he also didn't take them over, so he has no right anyway. He's the, he's not great at the annexing thing. He sucks. The Mexican government does the equivalent of sitting up straight with a PlayStation controller and says, righto, enough fucking around. I'm actually trying now. <laughs> <laughs> so they advance on Walker and he retreats from Mexico entirely. So like LL Cool J, he's going back to Cali. Unlike LL Cool J, he is put on trial for starting an illegal war. <laughs> unless Hold my, on. Unless my LL Cool J knowledge wait. Let me check his Wikipedia <laughs> I, real I think, quick. I think you might want to look again. <laughs> I, I think you'll find. <laughs> LL Cool J and the war on flow <laughs> of 1998 <laughs> where he called out seminal singer and 2000s influence Ja Rule <laughs> ahead of the game. <laughs> so good. He's the people's poet. He is. But uh, so he, he goes on trial. He's pretty much, obviously, he's, he's, he's contravened, a whole, contravened a whole bunch of laws, More, most importantly, the Neutrality Act of 1794. Um, and, and the po- prosecutor gets up in the courtroom and is like, well, this is an open and shut case, up and down. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs, ergo, that's my case because it's all on the page. You saw what he did. Anyway, I rest my case. Yeah. Walker's defense, because he's representing himself, is, yeah, but guys, manifest destiny. <laughs> I'm telling the you The jury right now, is like, that is... Hell yeah. That is what we're we, about. We whites deserve everything. <laughs> Eight minutes later, not guilty. 
<laughs> the best is that's eight minutes for the whole case. <laughs> Not eight minutes of deliberation. It's just eight minutes start to finish. That's what I just said. Are you fucking kidding? Eight minutes start to finish. What? Yeah. So they didn't even deliberate. They just they, they were just sat they, there in their seats and they looked at each I other. Think things were easier back then. Like the judges turned to him and go, "What, what do you, you reckon?" reckon? <laughs> <laughs> and that is the story of William Walker. <laughs> oh no, it's not. Is what I would be saying if he didn't keep going. Can't stop, won't stop. This guy is like Marge Simpson's butt. Will not quit. <laughs> in 1854, a civil war breaks out in the Central American country of Nicaragua. The war is being fought down political lines. The conservatives based in the city of Granada versus the Democrats based in the city of Leon. So in 1855, the head of the Democrats, Francisco Castellon, or Castellon, if you want to be fancy about it, which I do, I'm learning Spanish on Duolingo, no big deal, yep. says... When General a, gross tit. Yeah, says... We need some mercenaries in here to get the job done. And remembers the tale of this weird American bloke who tried to take over Mexico, the country, and thought, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, that's, that's the mercenary you want. Yeah. So Walker sails in from San Fran with 60 men, which is then supported by 110 local Democrats. <laughs> so Baja Californians. Yeah. <laughs> They're breeding like rats. No, this is, this is in Nicaragua now. We've, oh, cha- we've changed the scenery. <laughs> Fighting on behalf of the Democrats, he immediately attacks the conservatives in the town of Rivas. He has to retreat but inflicts heavy casualties on the conservative side. He comes back a couple of days later because he loves blood and defeats the conservative army and a month later takes control of their city, Granada. The head of the Democratic Party, Castellon, is like, thanks so much for that, now I can get the country back on track. Walker says, new phone, who dis? (laughs) (laughs) And then says to him, I am the captain now. (laughs) And proclaims himself ruler and president of Nicaragua. Of course. As many people after him would. Yeah, but give him an inch and he'll take a mile. Could you imagine all of those names? Garcia, Arroj, Walker. (laughs) (laughs) By this point, surely he's come up with a Latin name. He has not. Walkers. What a dead set pig. (laughs) So, Walker takes up residence in Granada and sets himself up as Big Prez, like legitimate Big Prez of Nicaragua. After conducting a fraudulent election, he's inaugurated on on July 12th, 1856, and soon launched an Americanization program, reinstating slavery, declaring English an official language, and reorganising currency and fiscal policy to encourage immigration from the US. He just hates doing stuff for himself. <laughs> he just <laughs> this, this whole thing is a relentless, he, <laughs> relentless pursuit of someone bringing him a beer. Th- <laughs> this is exactly like people who travel and expect things to be the same. <laughs> so I went, I, I went to Malta for the first time a few years ago. Used to be a British colony. A lot of Brits still go there. And they go there and they're just like, I just want like an English breakfast and like a pub that shows the soccer. And I'm like, you could have done that at home. <laughs> Why even come on holiday? You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. This is exactly what this guy's doing. But he's so legit that US president at the time, Franklin Pierce, acknowledges and recognises his government. So it's like, it's been given... It's been rubber credits. stamped. Yeah. 
this sets off shockwaves in the rest of Central America because this fucking Looney Tune <laughs> has just taken over a country <laughs> and has dropped rhymes about how it wants to fucking take over Central American countries <laughs> and promote slavery. Yeah. Well, once again, I'm telling you, the LL Cool J thing is legit. You need <laughs> to look into it. Walker tries to defuse this. He's all, guys, everything is chill. Super chill. <laughs> <laughs> President of Costa Rica, Juan Rafael Mora Porras, is not chill. <laughs> He's like, fuck you, gringo, I'm going in. So, Walker furrows his brow, sighs deeply, and then says, fuck Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> he prepares 240 men in a preemptive action to invade Costa Rica. <laughs> they are defeated. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's finally come up against a, an enemy that might have an actual country's army. Oh, yeah, and President Porras from uh, from Costa Rica, he you, you think Walker loves blood, this dude drinks it for oh, a living. Yeah. He goes hard at Walker in his stronghold of Rivas in, in April of 1856. So Costa Rica goes hard in the paint, and one guy in particular, Juan Santa Maria, sets the stronghold on fire, sacrifices himself, in the process, so becomes a bit of a martyr and a national hero, even to this day, actually. So Walker is forced to retreat. So now he's backing off. They've started sending the forces in. He's like, you know what? This whole being president of a fucking country I have nothing to do with might not be such a shit-hot idea. (laughs) (laughs) As a final fuck you, he throws a bunch of corpses into the town's water system. (laughs) Look under your seat. Everyone is getting cholera. You get cholera and you get cholera and you're definitely getting cholera. <laughs> Thousands die as a result. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, that's unders. Anyway. That's, that's unders for a major breakout anyway, at that point. Anyway, thousands are dead. <laughs> I can't do it like you. <laughs> no, no. It, it's got it's to really come early. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like a superhero move. Uh, see, uh, oh my god, that was horrible! Wow. All of that. You're, I'm having a stroke. You're the stroke. <laughs> I saw you scarping gummy, gummy bears, bears earlier. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like a superhero movie tagline: "Like mortal enemies join forces to take on a threat that could end the world." Because Honduras, El Salvador, and Guatemala all get in on the action, and Honduras. Once you know Honduras have come to the party who yeah. murder for fun. Oh, yeah. They love murder more than Adelaide. Yeah. Which is very That's murdery. a lot. Yeah. It's super murdery. And it's, but so they all go under the command of our old mate, Costa Rican president, uh, Porras. And they go Fuck, full. He's, he's bloodlusty. Yeah. They go full 4K porn by fucking Walker up from all angles. <laughs> <laughs> There's a large amount of plot. Yeah. It takes ages, but the <laughs> fucking goes forever. <laughs> the production values are stupidly high. Sky high. You can see every zit <laughs> near the arsehole. What, way too much. <laughs> you have to remember that these countries fucking hate each other. Oh, yeah. But are brought together by the common hatred of Slick Willy. <laughs> <laughs> Insert Michael Bay explosion. <laughs> So Walker is shitting himself as he and his forces retreat. As you will be shortly. Yeah. (laughs) All across the country. So on December 14th, 1856, Granada, surrounded by 4,000 Costa Rican, Honduran, Salvadoran and Guatemalan troops, and one of Walker's generals ordered his men to set the city ablaze before escaping and fighting their way to Lake Nicaragua. 
So when they're retreating from Granada, it's literally the oldest colonial city in the entire country that were there when the Spaniards came through in like the 15 fucking hundreds. Yeah. They burnt this fucker to the ground <laughs> and <laughs> just leveled it in order to instill, as Walker said, a salutary dread of American justice. Fuck, that is arrogant. (laughs) No part of this has not been white-hot American (laughs) arrogance. (laughs) It's so full on. (laughs) This is the Stars and Stripes wrapped in a fist. (laughs) (laughs) Covered in a beard. So it's like... But it, it and, and it's even more fucked up when you say it actually took them two weeks to level the entire city. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we're gonna burn this fucking thing to the ground. <laughs> took them two weeks. Uh, look, how petty and arrogant do you need to be? <laughs> there was there was fuck all fire. It wasn't like someone was like, great, get the metho and also the lighter. It's like yeah, okay, <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go and light fires for this to happen. There's no explosives. <laughs> It's uh, they 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 smash, they burn, they flatten the city. All that remained were inscriptions on the ruins that read "Aquí fue Granada," which means "Here was Granada." So on May the first, eighteen fifty-seven, Walker surrenders to Commander Charles Henry Davis of the United States Navy under the pressure of Costa Rica and the United Central American Armies, and was repatriated. So he gets sent back to the oh, U.S. For fuck's sake! He gets off at New York, and yikes! You can imagine the reception that this fuck stick got. Thunderous this, applause. This is thunderous <laughs> applause. Who sides? Raptures. <laughs> Raptures. Two sides to a story. <laughs> but in this case, there's actually only one side to the story and America. Yeah, well, one of the most American things happens right after because they name a high school after him. No, <laughs> he, he, he gets off the boat, puffs his chest out, smiles to the crowd, and then says, you know what? I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for the <laughs> US Navy. <laughs> and everyone goes, are you fucking criticising the military? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, what of it? And they were like, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which still happens. <laughs> oh, big time. It's like if you didn't thank them for their service, even though they arrested you, you can get in the fucking sea, mate. Exactly. If, it, if there's one thing that watching Newsroom taught me, it's that America is number one in only one area, and that is defence spending. Yeah. <laughs> they are lagging <laughs> miserably everywhere Every, else. Everyone has seen Jeff Daniels go to town <laughs> on YouTube. So in 1860, Walker gets a call. Well, I mean, well, not a call. And <laughs> I, was, and letter, I, was, I was about to say. <laughs> he gets Morse code. <laughs> beep, 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 Creepy Carl put a phone in his tomb. <laughs> Just will not stop calling. <laughs> yeah. So in the Bay Islands of Central America, British colonists were fearing reprisal for the Honduran government and they wanted help with it. Oh, you're Sounds like kidding. a job for only one person. <laughs> Slick Willie. <laughs> it is. If you can find him. If you have a problem, you need the W team. <laughs> he <laughs> gets into his shit wagon. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And so he gets into his shit wagon <laughs> and he sails down there. He gets off the boat to the mobs of delighted people. People are <laughs> cheering his name and he's like, I'm definitely getting my dick sucked tonight. <laughs> and just while he's basking in his own glory, he's immediately taken into custody by the Royal British Navy. Yes, <laughs> of course he is. Because it's a trap. Yep. Yeah, Well, it's, no, it's not a trap. They're just like, you... There was a whole bunch of other political stuff going on at that time, and they were just like, you being here 
will fuck is, up this is entire not thing. Helping. It's like when someone exes rocks up to the house party and yeah. they're like, you can't be yeah. here. <laughs> this whole <You> fuck <laughs> up the whole vibe. This whole thing is way too spicy now. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, she's inside. You cannot be here. <laughs> That's exactly what it was like. So he gets taken into custody by the Royal British Navy. For reasons still unknown, he is taken to... Honduras. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> the Hondurans are like, hey. For fuck's sake. <laughs> don't we know you from somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, I've visited before. The Hondurans are like, oh, well, welcome back. Here, let me take you to your hotel. Only it's not a hotel. It's a firing squad. Of course it is. promptly shoots him dead. He was 36. <laughs> and that <laughs> is the story of William Walker... <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> the president of Nicaragua. Holy shit. And also, he he died exactly the way that you'd expect. Yeah. By a nation deciding that it's fucking enough is enough. Just being pinned under his own sense of hubris. <laughs> what a piece of shit. It's insane. And the, the fact that you had five different, effectively Latin American gangs parading as countries who <laughs> banded forces to go, look, this guy, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's like the Bloods and the Crips yeah, getting yeah. together. Having, having a big old truce so they can fight the Popo. Yeah. <laughs> but that dude was meth cooked. <laughs> oh, it's fucked. It's so fucked. And also, America absolutely still does that. Oh, into Their current oh, yeah. commander-in-chief... <laughs> Is none other than a resurrected orange William Walker. Slick Willie. <laughs> Man. Slick Donny T. Yeah. <laughs> Back with a vengeance. <laughs> Just when you thought he was dead. Uh, but it Fuck. is it great is, work, mate. But it is so funny because you could argue for those people who do want to argue, I don't, which I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad this is a podcast just between you and I because if I was debating anyone else, they'd be like, well, here's the thing. And I'm like, you know what? We don't have time. Anyway, we've got to (laughs) go. You're a pacifist. Yeah. But it's one of those things where like one could argue that America has just gotten better at doing that over time. (laughs) And it's not just one dude. No, 100% not. And literally now it's just a case of what is exactly the same as it was back then. They still spend... Fuck tons, metric fuck tons on their military, and then use that to basically do whatever they want. This yep. bloke, instead of of going that route, just said, "No, taking my tongue and my pistols, <laughs> I'm going to Latin America. <laughs> I'm going to talk them around. Fuck you guys, I'm making my own country. <laughs> oh, fuck that's with so a, nice. with a, with a slavery and, uh, and hookers <laughs> and <laughs> they were." It's amazing how much the Americans loved slavery. Oh, they were all like, about it. Historically, you look back on all of all of mankind and go, people haven't gone that ham for something. Yeah, in a long time. Like when, you, you look, you're looking at at uh, examples of like, so the Crusades, for example. Yeah, that's fought over religious bounds. Gotcha. Un- yeah. I understand. Slavery is pretty fucking open and shut. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. I own another human yeah. so he can do my bidding. Funny thing is, right, when he actually... I, I, I kept this out because I, I wanted to keep the flow, but when he went to create his country in Mexico, he literally went through the slavery policies of all the southern states like it was fucking so fresh greatest hits <laughs> and was just like, <laughs> who has the best slavery laws? 
Louisiana, fantastic. We are now subject to Louisiana slavery laws. Yeah, of, of course it did. Of which I mean there were none. <laughs> slavery was a thing. Pro-slavery. Zero laws. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a big green tick where <laughs> there should be laws. <laughs> it was just an iPhone toggle. <laughs> slavery. <laughs> Swipe to the right. Yes, on. Fuck. So good, mate. Well... Why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch with us? Absolutely. Uh, as a good friend of the show, Chris Moen, did today and a number of other listeners have done this week. We promise when you reach out and you give us material, we will endeavour to get it on the show unless it is bad. And when <laughs> it is, fuck you guys. <laughs> Speaking of fuck you guys, here's all the ways you can get in touch with us. So you can find us on Facebook. Just enter in Shit Show. You'll be able to find us there, all one word. You can also give us a shout-out or send us a DM. Slide into our DMs on, on Instagram, Gus and Rig, at G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G. Or if you want to send us something meatier, people aren't doing that these days. Or if you want to get an ad on, on, on the show, please give us an email, shitshow.au at gmail.com. I think that's all we've got time for. It sure is. And I'll tell you what I've told a lot of heartbroken ladies. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I'm still not paying you. <laughs> and I'm still not paying you. I'd <laughs> see you guys. See ya. Oh, 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 oh,